Well, I am joined by Mar- uh, Branko Marcetic, uh, who is a staff writer for uh, Jacobin Magazine, and he's here to convince me that uh, that I'm I was wrong to endorse Ron DeSantis for president in 2024. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bad idea, Ben, uh, for numerous reasons. I don't think Jacobin's going to be very happy about this. Uh, this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, but I, I hear him use the word freedom a lot. I like freedom. I mean, what's what's uh, <laughs> what's not to like? Uh, well, you know, so the the point of my my piece that I wrote is that. Uh, you know, you could say that DeSantis is a fighter for freedom. It's certainly his 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 branding. He's tried very hard to go on his way to to make this uh, the the his thing. Uh, only if you decide that you don't uh, really care about most uh, core freedom <laughs> liberties. You know, so things like I'm sorry, I'm getting uh, the text suddenly. Uh, so you know, things like freedom of speech, freedom to, to protest, freedom to you know just be who you are, to, to 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 be whatever individual you happen to have been born as, without uh, you know having a, a government bureaucrat kind of uh, looking over your shoulder. Uh, the freedom to, for instance, you know, not be forced to bring a pregnancy to term that you didn't want. Um, all of these things are. are, are core freedoms i would say that the santis uh has gone up against now if you if you think freedom's just the freedom to not have to wear a mask uh indoors or the freedom to not have to get a vaccine against uh you know covid um or the freedom to not have to go to diversity trainings i mean i guess those are certain freedoms i think those aren't really as important as right. any of the ones that i just listed but but you know if the, if you're obsessed with those then sure he he might be your guy yeah, uh, so this is not somebody that I I quote approvingly very often, but I think uh, you know David French, who's a conservative, he uh, used to write for the National Review. Uh, you know, I said something on Twitter about Ron DeSantis uh, that that seemed very right to me, which is that uh, among other things, he may be the most online governor in America. That you know, he just every you know, every time like whatever it is, the sort of culture war script of the week, you know that um, you know that right wingers are getting upset about. Like he is just always, always, always ready to swing into action with you know at the very least a hint that he's going to propose something, and very often an actual legislative proposal or executive order of some kind. This is a man who actually called one of his bills the Stop Woke Act. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, also uh, his press secretary seems to be incredibly online. I mean, there, there's this weird, from what I've seen, kind of a, a weird little relationship that, that his office has with that uh, libs of TikTok account, uh-huh. um, which you know I, I think feeds into into some of this stuff where they kind of you know uh, were responding to some of the uh, you know crazy liberal stuff they were seeing on this account, meaning you know just teachers. Um, you know, being open about their sexuality or, you know, uh, about other, other parts of their lives. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely an element of that to, to DeSantis's, uh, whether it's him personally or, or the operation he's running more generally. Um, but you know, his, his office. Yeah. I, I'm right. I mean, the fact that, uh, that it's, yeah. Libs of TikTok of all things. I mean, kind of, kind of says it all right. That this is, um, you know, these are people who do very often find, um, 
you know, they, they do uh, very often find libs on TikToks, you know, for saying cringeworthy things, you know, which, which is not, you know, the hardest thing in the world to do. But it, it it's also like just kind of, uh, you know, it's also just kind of a strange obsession, right? You know, that you, you know, this is the, that like, this is the thing that's the highest priority for you is, uh, whatever, you know, 45 second video you saw, on, uh, you saw on Twitter that, uh, you know, that like where you thought that the, you know, you thought that some teacher, for example, uh, was, was being really out of line, but the actual consequence of this, this, you know, in the real world or, uh, have been, have been pretty bad, right? I mean, uh, one thing that you mentioned in the article is um, that the, you know, the, um, uh, I don't even remember what it's what it's officially called, but with the the uh, what's colloquially known as the uh, "Don't Say Gay" bill. Yeah, uh, I, I'm blanking on the the exact name now. It's the parental rights and something like that. It's, it's a very anodyne kind of name that they've given it, obviously, to, to make it sound as, as inoffensive and, and banal as possible. Yeah, but I mean, one of the consequences of it that's that's been reported is that um, uh, is that you know teachers have been told that you know like stickers with like rainbows on them are unacceptable that the, uh, that they can't, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, teachers, uh, in, you know, same sex marriages, you know, aren't allowed to display pictures of their spouses, uh, on their, uh, on their desk, uh, things, uh, things like that, which, you know, there's a certain sort of like naive defense of it. it's like, Oh, well, the wording of the bill never says that you have to do those things. But, um, I, I think the, point as with the you know critical race theory stuff is that the wording of those bills are incredibly vague right so so any any school administrator you know who who doesn't want to have to deal with you know legal headaches is is going to look at this really vague language uh and think of all the ways in which some lunatic uh, conservative, their school district, you know, could accuse them of, of violating it and stay on the safe side. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty uh, kind of ingenious uh, way to go about it. Ingenious and in, 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 in the kind of evil nature of it, because the idea is that uh, rather than having the government necessarily step in uh, and and kind of uh, uh, directly say you can't do this, you can't do that. It opens a door to a lawsuit. So if you're someone with a weird obsession with homosexuality uh, and just you know or, 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 or kind of gender issues or sex more generally, uh, and you happen to have a lot of money, you happen to have access to uh, lawyers, and you can uh, utilize the legal system against the school because you personally just find this stuff. Uh, kind of upsetting, uh, even though mm -hmm. you know, the vast majority of people don't care at all. But if you do, then you're able to use this law to then uh, sue the school. And so, yeah, uh, as you say, the idea is to make the, the uh, language as, as vague and broad as possible. I mean, I have it right here. It's a, it says, you know, teachers can't, in, uh, quote, encourage classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or de developmentally appropriate for students. Um, that's so broad that, I mean, you know, it could potentially be, because, you know, we're talking about 
weirdos basically who are uh, uh, unlike most people just like cannot tolerate the idea of, of um, hearing that a same-sex couple exists. So even if a teacher say uh, – you know, the, their student asked them, hey, uh, you know, uh, what do what you do in the weekends with your partner? What's your partner's name or what have you? And then, you know, if they're a woman and they say my partner's name is Sally or if they're a man and they say that uh, their partner's name is Tom, that could potentially be, you know, if the kid goes back home and mm-hmm. passes on to, to, to this, you know, basically busybody parent who, who finds this upsetting, they can then say, oh, well, that, you know, they're discussing this really inappropriate sexual stuff in the classroom and I'm going to take the school to court. And even if it's a, it's a frivolous lawsuit, schools don't want to be wasting their resources on that. So, right. of course, they're going to err on the side of um, telling their teachers to, you know, uh, try and just be – hide this stuff as much as possible. So you had uh, certain schools it – was, it was reported that they were uh, uh, giving uh, suggestions or basically guidelines to teachers, you know, to, don't, don't put up certain stickers, don't wear certain things, you know, don't have rainbow flags, don't uh, necessarily, you know, have photos of your partner uh, on your desk. Um, you know, pretty much if you're talking about freedom, I mean, I can't imagine more of an anti-freedom thing than basically, even if it's not the government directly saying it, they're effectively making it so that you are having to constantly watch what you say, watch what you do, that you have to lie about and deceive people about who you are because uh, there might be a financial penalty involved. Um, I mean, that's that's one of the most anti-freedom things that you yeah. can possibly imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, uh, I mean, this is a, like, this is a sort of variation on a, on a legal strategy that not only DeSantis, but, you know, his, uh, his ilk have been, uh, have been using a lot of different contexts. I'm thinking here, for example, the Texas, uh, abortion bounty, uh, law, but, uh, you know, but you mentioned another Florida example in your article, which was about sort of, um, you know, what essentially sounds to me like, you know, crowdsourced book banning. Yeah, yeah, similar thing. Uh, the the law allows parents, you know, they, they uh, first of all, the, the schools have to put up a list of all the, the books they have, and the parents will go through the list. And then, again, it, most people don't care about this stuff. And most <laughs> people also, uh, you know, uh, reasonable enough that they understand that, you know, books, uh, even kids' books, will sometimes have certain adult themes, and that's actually part of, of, of a child's development. Is you know, you slowly kind of start to get introduced to, to, to new concepts and ideas uh, that you know, right. uh, sometimes through books. Um, and whatever, they're not going to be bothered by it. I mean, kids watch way worse stuff on TV anyway, uh, particularly violence, <laughs> right? Um, but the the thing is, if there's one, or if there's a group of people who happen to, again, be obsessed with some particular thing, um, even if it's completely out of the, the, the mainstream of where most Floridians are, they can use this law to go, oh, well, you know, the, the, we don't like this book, we don't like this book, this needs to be taken away. You know, if it's a, a book about, you know, uh, I don't know, if it's Beloved by Toni Morrison, for instance, right, right. that's a famous example, but also books that happen to have, uh, if, they're, if they're picture books, they happen to have um, a same-sex couple. Uh, they don't make a big point about it, but it's there. Uh, again, it's not saying that that kids reading it, I think, would really think too much about. But for people who are absolutely just 
uh, driven insane by this because they <laughs> whatever for whatever reason whatever uh, life's road took them down this path that they they consider this the, the greatest uh, affront to, to, to them personally they, uh, they might have these books banned I mean the example that was um, uh, that, that I gave in, in, in the piece that was reported about was uh, the, there's this group of you know sort of supposedly concerned mothers who they tried to get 156 books banned i think they managed to get five in the end and one of the five uh was blankets by by craig thompson which is a graphic novel it's it's about kind of um young teenage love it's been a while since i read it but uh this is not a remotely racy book or anything um i i think the reason they got it banned was because at one point in the book uh, there is a, there's a sex scene between the two protagonists, you know, and it's a, it's it's maybe a few pages at most from memory, and it's like I said, uh, the idea that you would find this erotic in any way, uh, I think, says more about the way you, your brain works than actually what it says about the book, but they got a band um, because of this. So it, it just shows you how easily this can be manipulated to just basically, you know. Uh, be a way for for a very small minority of, of very strange people to impose their uh, particular worldview on everyone else. Yeah, I mean, look, I, this uh, you know the existence of sort of busybodies like this is is obviously a constant. I I could vaguely remember um, when I was. Uh, a kid and like this would have been, I don't know, the late eighties, maybe, you know, maybe early nineties, you know, uh, the, uh, I guess Madonna had, uh, had, had put out some book about sex, uh, which I only know or remember because there was this, uh, there was this woman in, the, in my, uh, neighborhood, a, uh, a parent of another child, my school who was like, so mortified that this book was the local public library and like could be seen by a child that she like checked it out refused to return it uh but uh but this is sort of which was you know just funny at the uh at the time you know but it's it's a uh uh but yeah the the empowerment you know of of people like this you know to uh uh to to sort of act as again kind of crowdsourced agents of censorship i think kind of says it all uh and it's the same you know, a lot of the, um, you know, the uh, critical race theory, you know, bills are around the country that have, uh, you know, sort of make make sure every material that's going to be used in any class is posted online in advance. So, you know, if anybody wants to complain about it, they can do so, seem to be uh, the same strategy. I'm, I'm also actually a little bit unclear. So you kind of mentioned this in passing in your article, and I feel like I remember this, reading about this earlier, but I do not remember the details. Uh, I, I, I think DeSantis in Florida has gone further than most of the, uh, the, uh, you know, the anti, uh, you know, most of the anti, anti CRT stuff that's been passed in other states that he's actually done stuff to target, um, like university teaching in public, you know, public universities in Florida. Is that correct? Well, that that one, I think there's a bit of uh, contention about that because it was reported at one point that you know the, the people are going to have to register their political views. It's not it's not quite uh, that bad, uh, and that's probably why I left it out. Um, they 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 send through a um, 
a, a survey that uh, students have the option to fill out where they, uh, you know, talk about, you know, whether they think they have enough ideological diversity from uh, among the, the faculty at the university, whether they have, uh, you know, they're exposed to, to arguments that, you know, they don't usually hear or, or some such. So, I mean, there definitely is a potential to, you know, use that for, um, for, for, to, to undermine academic freedom. And I would suspect, oh, uh, yep. Yeah, but it's not as bad as, as the, uh, the sort of telephone game version of it. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, but, you know, I mean, the anti-CRT thing, though, isn't good. Because, I mean, the, the, the language there is, you know, that you, you can't teach stuff that uh, is going to make kids kind of feel bad about themselves <laughs> or something. Because, you know, <laughs> which, you know, I mean, it's, I, I bring this up all the time, but as much as I uh, don't like some of the, the left-wing cancel culture stuff, I think it's really toxic. I think it's self-defeating. I, I, I think it's uh-huh. completely unhelpful for, for kind of any left movement. And as much as I don't like this whole uh, trend um, about, you know, protecting ourselves from harmful ideas and blah, 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 uh, it really has to be said that it, it has always been the right who are the absolute biggest snowflakes and who just constantly are trying to tell everyone else what they can and can't read, what they can and can't watch. So it's how it's been for, for decades. There was a brief blip there where, for whatever reason, you know, we, we focused on, on college kids and some of that culture filtered into some of the institutions. And, and that has been very, uh, that hasn't been good. It's been, it's been, I found it very infuriating personally, well, but it, it does not, hold a candle to the stuff that conservatives do to try and basically impose their incredibly um, antiquated uh, uh, way of looking at the world on everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is also worth mentioning parenthetically on the, on the university uh, initiative that, um, that there is something a little bit funny about this uh, and in general sort of complaints about, uh, you know, ideological diversity in, in universities uh, because almost separately from what you think about the complaint, I mean, it's, it's just kind of uh, strange, right? That there's this, there's this sort of inference that conservatives usually really dislike that they're, uh, that they're employed there, which is that, well, if, if some occupation is disproportionately made up of Group X. That must be because everybody else is being discriminated against. Yeah, yeah, that that seems to be the uh, the assumption. Like, which again, like it's like okay, like where you know where else would any conservative endorse that uh, you know, <laughs> that that inference, right? You know that the uh, yeah. like that this is the this is always the most likely uh, you know this is always the most likely explanation. Um, you know, and and of course. Uh, you know, I am all in favor of, uh, you know, of, of, of having, you know, a very wide ideological array of people who, you know, express their view, you know, can freely express their views in any institution. But that takes us to, um, another thing that you mentioned in the article, which is the, um, uh, you know, which is that, uh, you know, which is like labor law in, uh, in, in Florida under, under DeSantis and again, you know, you get this like really like startling double standard and it's, and it's, it's kind of uh, emblematic of just the way that, okay. um, 
all of this stuff that we started out joking about, about DeSantis, you know, being the freedom guy, you mentioned the article, he calls his budget the, the freedom first budget, you know, he just plasters the word freedom everywhere. Like, you know, you sort of compare it to Trump, you, you know, plastering the word Trump, you know, on all of his, uh, on all, all of his, uh, his enterprises and, uh, and initiatives. Um, uh, but really, very specifically, what it mostly seems to mean is uh, freedom to do anything that it would be like a right-wing culture war issue if you were stopped from doing, and that's kind of it. And like the the most like the most like in some ways the sort of clearest illustration of this in your piece is the uh, uh, is about DeSantis talking about what in a. Uh, Workers' Bill of Rights, you know, which sort of sounds like something that Bernie Sanders would say. But what does what does DeSantis mean by it? Yeah, he seemed to be uh, uh, upset by. He went to some event, uh, and all the uh, the people who were serving the tables were wearing masks, and you know, none of the attendees were. And he thought that was that was really unfair to the workers. So it's time to to uh, uh, ban, I guess, uh, businesses or employers from requiring workers to wear masks. Which look. I, I'm sure there are. I, I don't know what the exact breakdown of this would be. I'm sure there are. There, there's not a unan, unanimity of opinion on, on among, you know, workers sure, they should wear masks. Although I would also say the idea that oh, all, all workers hate masks and they're being forced to do this. I also think that's um, uh, that, that's a bit of a, a right wing fantasy. Um, I think there's there's quite a diversity of opinion. But either way, I mean. Is that really the the main thing that that the workers are, are worried about? I mean, you know, the thing I put out in the in the piece is that Florida is an at will employment state, so that means anyone can just be fired for any reason, any time. Um, you know, which uh, if you're talking about freedom or the freedom of speech specifically, I mean, that's a huge threat to that. Uh, the workplace is where. If you're an adult, you spend the majority of your waking hours. Uh, it's where you do the majority of your speaking, of your speech. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you really want to have your uh, boss being able to tell you to take a hike if you happen to, uh, you know, say something at work that he doesn't like? You know, perhaps, or, or if he or she doesn't like, perhaps you say something about, you know, uh, your your home life that they find off-putting, perhaps that you, you know, are, are gay. Perhaps you say something that offends their religious sensibilities. Perhaps you bring in um, the graphic novel uh, <laughs> Blankets and, and and they happen to catch a page, the, the, the few pages where there's um, some teenage sex and uh, they decided that that's not on. I mean, you know, there's there's a billion possible yeah. scenarios. Or, or, of course, or, of course, while we're at it, you know, your, uh, your speech outside of work, right? Because this... Yeah. You know, like, I think that's honestly, um, you know, the thing that most people are who are like rationally worried about the consequences of their speech. If if they're not just worried that they're going to get their Twitter account deleted or something, right, if they're worried about more severe consequences than that, you know, I mean, the, the United States, there are a million civil liberties problems with the United States. There are a million ways that which, you know, it's it's uh it's much too car- carceral society, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's all true. But, like, you know, it's enough of a liberal democracy that nobody's worried that they're going to go uh, to jail, right, for saying the wrong thing, you know, in the normal course of things. What people are actually worried about, if they if they say, oh, I shouldn't tweet this, you know, because it might, it might end badly, right, what they're really worried about is losing their jobs, typically, right, that the, somebody will complain to the boss and they, they won't like the heat and they'll just let them go. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you're right. And that, and that means that that chill extends to well past your uh, working hours. It, it extends to basically even your private life when you go home, which, uh, which is an incredibly tyrannical uh, uh, yeah. power to, to, to possibly have to influence someone's ability to, to, to speak their mind, you know, at any point in the day, or at least publicly speak their mind. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, and you know, there's, there's, you know, think about, I don't know if you happen to work for a uh, conservative employer. Well, frankly, if you, if you're a conservative, you happen to, to work for sure. a liberal employer, right? You can think of a whole host of opinions that either of those people could post on social media that if their boss, catches wind of it they go well i don't like that i know you know may, maybe they say something about how they don't like vaccine mandates or or whatever or they don't think climate change is real and their you know their liberal boss goes ah well okay uh, you know i don't want someone like with those views working for me you're gone and vice versa you know what if um if you happen to post something you know a black a pro black lives matter post or saying criticizing the police or what have you and then your conservative boss uh happens to see that post and they go, well, I don't like that. Uh, you know, I don't want. I want. I want everyone in this business to to be of the same mind. So you got to get out of here. So everyone, it's you know, this issue, this particular issue is not even a, a, a liberal versus conservative thing. It's just anyone who is a worker, whatever political persuasion, uh, you know, is potentially uh, uh, imperiled by that. Or the, the ability to speak is imperiled by that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, I mean, I, I, it seems to me that like in America in 2022, a pretty shocking amount of, uh, you know, online, especially di- political discourse is spent with people trying to get each other fired, you know, from, uh, from their jobs. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the national pastime at this point. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, so, so we've gone through a lot of the like really, really heavy examples of the sort of absurdities of uh, DeSantis's branded. Uh, what we haven't even gotten into is, is about, you know, abortion rights, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you care about, I mean, like freedom, um, you know, uh, like this is, you know, just, you'd think that, you know, the ability to control your own body, you know, is, is, uh, is about as core a freedom as you could get. And like, this is also the objection to vaccine mandates, right? Mm. So like, you know, if that's your objection to, to, um, making somebody get a shot, right. I mean, like, I, I would think it would apply much more so to, uh, to, to making them, you know, carry a child they don't want to carry. Um, so that's that's obviously yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I mean that that is a government mandate. That's right. literally that's that's literally the government telling you, oh, you got pregnant. Well, you you are now forced to to bring that to term. Uh, we are mandating it that you keep that baby. Uh, yeah, and, and the Florida law doesn't even include exemptions for for rape no. or incest, right? That's so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was uh, struck down by a Florida judge, but then the Senate is appealing it. So yeah, he's really fighting for this particular government mandate. Um, this one he really wants on the books. Yeah, I, I mean the most, um, you know, the most sort of. So obviously those were all much more important examples, but the the most kind of a, like absurd petty example that you you mentioned in the article is that uh uh is is the uh, the law against uh you know playing loud music uh which which which, which is just perfect right because it's like okay look you know all values have to be balanced we really care about personal freedom we care about it 
so much that like it can't be violated to stop the spread of uh of a pandemic you know but the uh but uh but sometimes it has to get a you know give way towards other values and this is the time we decided that it has to give way that like when like you know middle-aged homeowners who are going to vote republican are annoyed by noise in the street yeah exactly i mean the the reasoning i mean, i just find that one funny because uh uh supposedly you know uh the reason why why uh florida didn't you know, have very uh, many restrictions during a pandemic, and and uh, you know the reason that you you oppose mandates is the idea of, of of kind of living your normal life. You know, the idea that while everyone else is hunkered down over in Florida, people on the beach partying and and just you know living it up, and and you know, so they were they were just enjoying their lives, where kind of everyone else was was forced to lead this uh, existence of drudgery. Uh, and, and of course, that's not why they did it of course the reason why they they didn't do any restrictions was because they they you know DeSantis and and that entire power structure there works at the at the service of of business right. um and and that was that was the main thing they wanted to keep the the economy going and and by economy i mean particularly the economy that that benefits uh business owners but of course that's not how they framed it but then here here you have a, a law um that is completely contrary to that it's completely it completely goes against this idea of kind of you know you can live your life freely and exuberantly in florida and you know party it right. up and have a good time well okay as long as you're not too too loud near some houses. Uh, and, sorry. You, you can go hang out on the beach, but just uh, don't bring any uh, stereos down there because um, that might upset someone uh, with, a, with a house on the shore. So just keep, keep it quiet, okay? Yeah, which I have to say, as somebody who lived in Miami for uh, six and a half years, I, I find the thought of this actually being enforced in South Florida like unfathomable. You know, it's like are, are, are people just getting you know getting ticketed like a hundred times a day? You know, like how uh, you know maybe um, yeah. And, and I guess uh, I, I guess actually I should say for the sake of completeness, maybe one one final example, just because it is so important and we didn't talk about it, uh, is that um, you know like. I mean, as as a sort of piece of symbolism, you know, the uh, the the uh, the loud music one is 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 funny and, and very apt. But like, uh, but but on a, a sort of grimmer note, you know, like these, he's also um, uh, he's also made multiple attempts to uh, to crack down on uh, on on protest in the uh, in sort of like uh, you know what if so the initial one the sort of I think more sweeping one was, I believe, struck down by a judge. Uh, but, uh, but like, there's there was an attempt to um, to sort of take like blocking traffic in a protest, which was surely some kind of civil infraction, you know, before, but like make it a much more serious criminal offense. Uh, there's uh, there was a you know was an attempt to uh, uh, you know to, like have like really vague language about mob intimidation that, you know, that, that seems like it could criminalize a lot of protests that wasn't even doing anything that would be otherwise illegal. Uh, and even after that was struck down, you know, you say he's, he's sort of back at it, you know, with a, with a bill to, uh, to go after, uh, you know, picketed, uh, you know, picketed outside of, outside of homes, which I, I believe is something that the Supreme court has even ruled in the past uh, is fine. 
right? You know, and, and like even like which ironically in a case involving right wing protesters, you know, picking it mm-hmm. outside of outside of like uh, the homes of people involved with, uh, you know, with Planned Parenthood. But I mean, like this is, you know, for somebody who's who's all about freedom, you know, I mean, he he certainly, you know, he certainly seems to want to make it easier to uh, to find reasons to arrest people at protests and, you know, and, and charge them with stiffer crimes. I mean, you can't get more of an authoritarian assault on freedom than to say that protesting is illegal and, and you'll be charged with a felony crime. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that original bill was – the idea was that it, 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 the criminal offense was mob intimidation. If I think three or more people attempted to, through this intimidation, change someone's political stance – uh, which is basically the definition of, of a protest. Of a protest. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that protest is about intimidation. I would say protest is about kind of trying to change political stances. Yeah, yeah, but through through kind of popular opposition and and, and that kind of thing, and and through through pressure, uh, you know. Uh, but sure, if you want to uh, reframe that as intimidation, I guess you can. But either way, I mean that basically uh, uh, describes you know one of the most important core civil liberties, uh, uh, not just in the U.S. but in, in any democratic society. I mean, and, and it's so. Really- and it's so slippery and subjective. I mean, like you know, because because like, if you say like intimidation, uh, I, I mean that's so like say like if you're having like a big boisterous angry protest, right? Is the you know like whether or not you describe that as an attempted intimidation? I mean, like I've got to say, I mean maybe the law spelled it out in some way that resolves this worry, but I mean that just kind of sounds like a vibe check to me. Yeah, it is, and, and completely. Intimidation is is just whether you feel intimidated or not. There are people who feel intimidated because someone's begging for money outside of a store, um, yeah. even if they're completely harmless and not doing anything. People are intimidated by that. Uh, doesn't mean that they actually have a reason to, but it's just something that they feel inside. And so, yeah, it becomes this completely subjective uh, test. Um, and of course, you know, again, it, it comes down to uh, as as it so often does for the right, for all the the, the 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 as much as they love to make fun of people being snowflakes and you know facts don't care about your feelings. All this is entirely about feelings. You know, no one it's it's a criminal offense already to, you know, threaten someone's life or like to to, you know, uh, damage their property, to to throw something into their house or to, you know, attack them. Um so you don't need any more laws about this. This is entirely if someone, say a member of the political elite that DeSantis obviously belongs to, if they feel uh like they are scared or or under threat then this is what this law is really meant to, to prevent. So, so they don't have to feel uncomfortable um, if people oppose their policies. And I would remind people, again, this is one of these things where liberal or conservative, wherever you fall on the, on the political spectrum, this affects you. Because uh, if, if that law had been allowed to stand, I mean, you can bet that if, if there was ever a sort of liberal, or, you know, preferably a left-wing governor in office uh, doing things that, that you know, conservatives weren't happy with, they would be under threat from this law as well if they went to try and protest um, whatever you know whatever it is that they didn't like. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. You've convinced me. I will. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll. I'm not going to support this. Well, well, okay. So you're, you're going to be a Trump guy? Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll stick with yeah. Trump. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He could. He could win. He could win big a third time in, in 2024. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thank you so much, Bronco. No worries. Thank you for having me. All right. I'll, uh, 
So we will be back with another one of these in a uh, in a couple days. Going to be back on YouTube tomorrow night at eight uh, for uh, the next uh, Thursday night uh, debate breakdown. I'm actually at about uh, 20 minutes. I'm going to be arguing about utilitarianism with Matthew Adelstein on his YouTube channel. We'll repost that on GTA at some point. But I will see people then. Left is best. <laughs>